The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. What time is it? Talk 107.1. That is our new entry song from our beloved Maida Miller. Maida Slice. Maida Maida Mains. Maida Mains. She's like our personal jingle writer because she, she's so amazing. Amazing. I hope you guys love that. I hope it did. Well, I hope it surprised you. Don't yuck. My yum. Don't yuck. 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 My yum. If you're gonna we if you're gonna we miss the it's weekly dish yo I promise I will say it at least once during the entire show because I can never not say that but that's our new entry so that was the big surprise I think we've been teasing since like March I don't know you, yeah we got the made a scent uh, like what she would call a rough version yeah and I sent it to B Arthur and Rocco and Steph and we all loved it. And then she sent a refined version. And then I was traveling. So it's like, well, wait till I get back. Then <laughs> I was out last week with back issues. Stephanie had her second shot response. How did you do on your second shot? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, it's hard for me. You know how competitive I am and like all the things I, of course, want to beat everything and Are I want to win. Are you competitive about the second shot? Yes. I was thinking I'm going to beat it and like I'm not going to get sick because I am all powerful. That's the way that I think all the time, you guys. And I basically, um, I just get kicked my butt. It did. Did you have Moderna or Pfizer? I am house of Moderna. I am not club Pfizer. Everybody else in my family is club Pfizer. Yeah. I'm Moderna. We did Pfizer and we didn't have, I mean, we had kind of that malaise feeling the next day, kind of like a hangover. Yeah. That's what, that's what Jakey had and that's what he did too. 
too. And nope, House of Moderna was just, it was a butt kicker. And I'm happy for it. Great. Yes. And I, of course, the only way that I could settle it in my mind was that Smire told me, she's like, oh, it, it proves that your immune system works. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's a win. Good. My sister called me too. And right away, because I was, I've been flat on my back basically for two weeks with what they call the pandemic posture. Oh, yeah. Uh, bulging disc. And the minute L2, you say that, don't L3. you straighten up? I mean, like right away I straighten up and I sit tall. I have heard from so many of you that have suffered from this. And I just want to say, A, thank you for all the kind words. And B, you can get through it. And it's it's just a killer, you know? You just got to deal with it. And my sister called me and she sounded like she sounded when we were little kids. Yeah. And right away I knew. I was like, you're not okay, are you? And she's like, I I... I thought I was okay, but I got the second shot and now I have a fever. And uh-huh. She had it bad for 24. I was like, tomorrow, yeah. just get through it. Yeah. And I was like, imagine if you'd had the corona. I know. Because that's two weeks of feeling like that. I know. I thought about that too. And that was like, I was I was definitely out for, uh, um, I was definitely out for like that morning I woke up and I had had kind of a rough night. Uh, and then I woke up and I was kind of squidgy, but I, I'd had some Advil, I think like mm-hmm. at the right time. And so I, then I was thinking, God, I should have gone or should have tried to like find a co-host. And then literally by 10 AM, I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I can't <laughs> so move or speak. And then I was just out for the day. I watched all the HGTV. I watched all of it. I ran out of HGTV to watch. I think I've watched. Mm, 67 episodes of the Barefoot Contessa. Oh, yeah. Because you couldn't focus. No, and so that's why that's why HGTV is even better because, like, I wasn't hungry, so watching food means nothing to me. But watching, like, you know, redos and, you know, because I'm moving, I'm thinking of the new house and I'm thinking of all this stuff, it could sort of, like, focus a little bit when I wanted to, but I hate House Hunters because all it is is watching people fight. And they're fake. And they're, well, I mean, I don't even care about that. It's just <laughs> that they're bickering the whole time. Why do I want to watch marriage counseling, basically? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm not gonna watch that i watched a lot of list it or love it or love it or list it and that was fun and then some of the other ones you know that i don't remember but i just i gotta tell you it was just like i haven't watched like a full day of television i i mean in like 10 years i feel like that was a totally different thing okay i'm since we're talking about tvs i watched the best movie yesterday and it was weird because I'd never heard of the movie and it came on and I was giving Kurt the, oh yeah, you can start that movie because I'm going to leave and not watch it. Yeah. And then you watched it. And it was just great. It was like a rom-com. It was called The Sapphires. It's on Netflix. Oh. It's about a group of sisters that are Aboriginal that oh. form a singing group during Vietnam. Yes. I remember when they were talking about that. I remember when the first... When they first started promoting that, and I thought, I got to watch that, and then I forgot. It was to. so great. Yeah. Cute, sweet. Looked I good. I cried. Looked good. Loved it. Yes. You know, it is the Oscars this weekend. Can you believe and that? I've I watched... feel so weird about that. It I've is watched weird. nothing. Okay. And I've watched almost all of them. Have you really? Yeah. When we were in traveling, that was what we would do in the van, is we would download one of okay, the Okay. Part Oscar of it movies. is, I'll be honest, I'm just too cheap to pay 30 bucks for a movie <laughs> for one person. There's like, a few I haven't seen because of that. I was like, no way am I going to watch Barb and Star for $30. Like, no. We did, we did that, but we were with Ellie and Kate when we justified that expense. And so that there would was be like, it's because it's just me. Barb. Barb and, and that Star. movie has like, I would say two thirds of that movie is fun and yeah. funny, and yeah. a third of it is like, why did you even put this in the movie? Okay, but it's you know, yeah. so Mank is up for an academy. Like, uh, yeah, everyone Stephanie. says Mank is good. I might try to watch that tonight. It is.
is the worst. Oh, it's the worst. So okay, the I won't worst. watch it. Although you and I have differed on these. It's things a before. Hollywood. It's like one of those movies. But that I love how Hollywood movies about Hollywood. Okay, even that, Stephanie. Is it too like beyond? Is it too like? Mansplainy? On? Is it too toxicy? Be on? Okay, because I'm really not it's up for just that right like, now. It's like scenes. It's just scenes. Like, <laughs> oh, that was a ten minute scene. There's no story. Is it like a show? Like an episodic show? It's just like scenery and okay. black and white scenes, and oh. it's very. It's supposed arty. to be about a writer. It's yeah. about a Hollywood screenwriter. Think so we'd like it. My my writer man and I. No, it was terrible. Okay. Watch Hemingway instead on PBS. That's been really good. True. Very interesting. Hemingway. Yeah. Whoa. What okay, a but did you character. watch, did you see Minari? Um, no, because it was $30. Okay, so that's one I watched tonight. One that's free on Netflix is the metal, House of Metal, the one with Riz Ahmed where he plays the drummer. That oh, goes I don't deaf. even, I don't he, even he know He plays that a drummer that goes deaf. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, I looked at that one. What so about, good. um, and you saw Nomadland. I'm sure that's yes, up for stuff. Great van movie. Did you see? You saw the courageous woman or the yes, uh, uh, the one with Carrie, Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. Pretty courageous woman. Something pretty, crazy yes. woman, which was awesome. Also a good movie. Takes you about 30 minutes to kind of get into it, and it seems like it's going to be a little rough. There's a really great payoff at the end on that one. Oh, of of. Complicated, dangerous yep. woman. <laughs> yes, complicated, dangerous. Really woman, pretty it. and very funny. Comically, not a comedy. Very woman. dark, but it's a dark, but it's also comic, but it's good. also not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. Yep. Um. Okay, so I don't know if I'll watch the Oscars though because I haven't seen them and I don't. The payoff is the dresses and the things. I did watch the Globes and they I were was. All right. They were fine. Like they were fine. Did you watch the Country Music Awards? Never. Okay. Why would I ever? I don't. I, I don't even do. know those people. I love awards shows. It it was so great. Like they, I feel like, have done the best of pandemic award showing so far. Okay, and just great performances, really interesting. I just loved it. I don't know. Even Kurt loved it. So when he loves it too, I'm like, either that or we're just getting old that we're sitting here watching Carrie Underwood sing Elvis's "How Great Thou Art," which no. Elvis didn't originally record, but he did record it. Okay. Um, hey, I'm getting away from word just for a second before we take a break. Um, did you see the Culver's versus the in and out thing that I posted on the Weekly Dish page? I did, Stephanie. Can I be honest with you? I put that on Weekly Dish, Dishers, you know. I put that on right away after it got published. Um, and then I put it on my Twitter. And it was Tuesday morning and it got, you know, flushed. It kind of, it got, you know, people kind of weighed in and stuff. It like went on to all the news networks picked it up. Like, because I put the takeout, I guarantee you that none of those news networks locally, like, know the takeout or anything about it. And they were talking about it on Fox 9 yesterday before I went on my segment. I was like, they're like, did you know this writer said this? I'm like, I brought this to your attention, people. (laughs) I was the writer. I'm like, go to the dish page and see what I posted it. It, you know, like, and it was funny because CCO covered it. Like, Cities 97 had a thing on it. That's funny. Everybody was looking for something other than the trauma to talk about this week. So, well, Culver's versus In and Out. Do you have a feeling? Culver's. Okay, thanks. I just wanted to make sure. Culver's. And then in and out is fun because we don't have it here, right. so it's novel. I just don't it's think it's worth good. the hype. That's no, my point. Totally it's like, not. like if you're gonna go, if you're traveling, get an in and out burger. But if there was two sitting next to me, I would pick the Culver's every time. Hundred percent. Yeah. 
All right. These are the kind of topics that I know you missed last week, you guys. These are the sparkling conversations. And everyone that sent us notes about uh, the know, pod so and sorry. where are you guys and where. And it was a week of trauma and I know. we would have had good words for it, Ugh. but we're going to move on. No, we're going to talk a little bit about comfort cooking next, though, because we want to talk a little bit about like what do you do to comfort yourself with food? And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We are going to talk about restaurant, the state of the restaurant uh, with restrictions and, and employment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we also are going to talk with Michelle Mazzara. Yeah. She's coming on. Love a foodie for her spice mix stuff. So it's a great show, you guys. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Call Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee. And- yeah, maybe you did have a bad day. Maybe you had a bad week. Maybe it was it two was weeks trauma-filled. of toughness of a lot. There was like, okay, the Chauvin trial. Yep. There was the verdict. Yep. There was my personal back pain, which was no good. There's Dante Wright. Oh, sorry. I didn't even get there. Yeah. Plus the anniversary of Prince's death, which personally is always very moving for me. And then Fritzy died. Yes. Like a man of men. Like yeah. a giant like, among men. Yeah. Like a nat- like basically, that's what I said at the top of the feed. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are other places where news can happen. We don't have to have all no, the news here. It doesn't have to be it's all centered in Minnesota. Gail King came. Yeah. She looked beautiful. She had all purple on when she oh, came. Did she? Yeah. yeah she did. I don't, you know, I'm just saying it was a tough, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And I think um, I think all of us are trying really hard to like hold ourselves up. And at the end of a long slog, you know, it's been it's been a year. It's been a pandemic year where you're already in a place. Oh, we didn't even mention the pandemic. I know, by the I know. You kind of skipped over the thing that's because why? Because we're kind of used to it. Vaccinations and right. there's shots available, people. If you're so interested many in shots, shots available, you guys go get them. Yeah, now, you heard if the news at the top of the hour said that nationally, you know, we're down on getting shots, but they're there. And I think a lot of it had to do with the J and J, you know, freak yeah. out. But in Minnesota, we are up, and so keep it up, guys, because you know we like to achieve, and we, we like to, to overachieve. To fair. We need to, yeah. And, and think about it this way. I think honestly, the fact that they open a vaccination clinic at the state fair was brilliant because let's remember what this is all about getting us our corn dogs okay even if you were nervous like a lot of people have had the vaccine you know at this point a lot of people have had it so right get it well okay so we'll talk a little bit about some of that stuff in a little bit but i wanted to talk about um and i put a facebook question up you guys um because i i think it's so interesting to me always about what is it that uh what is it that you comfort yourself with? You know, and I said, I asked what well, the definition of comfort food when everyone's like, oh, it's a comfort food spot. People are like, what does that mean? Mat- meatloaf and mac and cheese is what they always tell me. When a restaurant is supposed to be a comfort food restaurant. And I'm like, meatloaf does not comfort me. I don't know. Like it doesn't. It <laughs> it's bo- kind of comforting. It bores me. And I don't, I don't know. I, a giant slab. Yeah. I'm just like, that doesn't comfort me. But the idea is what. What does comfort you? You know, what do you eat and what do you seek uh, to soothe your soul? And I have to tell you that I was on a panel once with Sam Wadi, and he told me that the best sales he ever did at Milk Jam Ice Creamery was, you know, after the unrest last year. Oh, so ice cream. Yeah. So people are seeking like ice cream and they try to reward themselves or treat themselves. A lot of that. Like, like, oh, my God, everything sucks. So here I'm going to eat this chocolate ice cream, which I identify with that, too. Um, but it's interesting because a lot of people put in there, I was looking at some, so I asked it on the Facebooks and a lot of the answers are, you know, simple bean and cheese burrito. I love that pot roast with all the fixings, especially gravy. Yeah. That's so delicious. it's like, and then there's lots of pasta. 
Um, fettuccine is yep. my comfort food, I think. Fettuccine okay. Alfredo. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, Jamie says she made instant pot beef with broccoli and cauliflower fried rice. Oh, Yum. so good. Um, <laughs> Molly, our friend Molly King, she says, always back to Mexican at Cafe Craig, her husband. She said they had enchiladas for, for 60 meals in the pandemic a year ago because I was too freaked out to think straight. Mexican food is healthy, colorful, and saves well. That's great. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things like chicken and dumplings, a couple of those, mashed potatoes, Swedish meatballs, bacon, Yum. carbonara. Yes. All the things. Grilled cheese, all this stuff. So this is what I'm saying is like, it does seem to be cheesy. <laughs> Just a lot of cheese. Dairy-ish. A lot of dairy, I think, is the big thing. Not a lot of people are going for these, like, vegetables. <laughs> no, you don't go for vegetables, I don't think. Though you should, because well, it would make you feel better. So here's the funny thing is I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about how... Literally, the thing that I made that I was looking for um, was uh, I made that quinoa lasagna that I make. Yeah, that is your comfort food, isn't it? It is my comfort food. And I thought part of it, I think, is because uh, it's it's easy. It's layering. I'm just layering and I'm putting it in the oven. Secondly, it is actually it's cheesy. It's so much cheese, yo. But it's got that like nutrient dense thing and i think that's part of it that actually gets me coming back to it because it's not mac and cheese i love mac and cheese i'll eat a whole bowl of mac and cheese but it's not that and i feel like the quinoa lasagna and just to give you a little and i will put this up on my instagram i've been meaning to do it tonight so but it's like i put down cooked quinoa into like a nine by 13 and then i put sauce you know red sauce on top of that and then i put chicken pieces you know like pulled chicken from a roasted chicken with fresh ricotta, just blobs of fresh ricotta. And this time I used the really good fresh ricotta that I got from Fresh Time Market. It's called Basket Fresh Ricotta. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then on top of that, then I put little discs of zucchini and make a whole layer of zucchini. And I balance that. And then I put sliced garlic and pesto on that. And then on top of that goes an entire bag of <laughs> mozzarella, Yum. shreddy mozz. And then I put, and this is the weird part, I put another layer of sauce on top of the cheese and then another layer of cheese on top of the sauce. <laughs> it's so like Wisconsin. It's like a hat. <laughs> it's a cheese hat that's happening there. And it's a lid of just melty cheese Yum. and it just goes mm. And you can't, there's no slicing it. I there's, was going to say, it's there's just no like a scoop. It. Just to be clear, we're not, it's like lasagna in the <laughs> loosest terms. But, and then I often, oftentimes I put spinach in there, just like yep. loose leaf spinach or whatever. And then it's like you have to like pretend to cut it and then it just goes on your plate. And it is, every bite is like fresh and it's good for you. And you're getting that feeling of pasta because of the quinoa, because it's got starchiness to it. But so that's what I'm telling you. I mean, is like the thing about finding the nutrient dense piece of this is where I think that's the key to it because it keeps you going, but it still gives you comfort. Here's Kurt. Kurt's cooked for 10 days. Yeah, I was okay. going to ask you. He about that. doesn't have a very deep well. He went to Cub and found a corned beef brisket okay. for $4.99. Okay. And brought it home and he was like, I'm going to make this. And I was like, well, that's corned beef. Are you making corned beef? Yeah. Because it had the little packet of the seeds. And he was like, no, I'm going to make brisket. He was like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, I don't even think that's going to work. I was just like negative because yeah. I was also super crabby and in pain. Right. So he put Love a Foodie. We had some meat lover's spice. He rubbed that on there. He covered it with tinfoil. He put it in a pan in the oven, 275 for five hours. Yeah. Took it out, put a layer of barbecue sauce on it, put it back in the oven covered for another hour. It was like barky, 
pastrami. Well, because it was cured. It yeah, was amazing. It was like the tastiest thing I've ever had. Yeah. Other than the corned beef that Stuart Woodman made once a hundred years ago. And mm-hmm. it was like pulled pork. And I was like, wow, this is the most amazing corned beef ever. And it was like that. So I had corn. I had pastrami cured. That's all this is. They're curing it. Yes. That's what that is. And it's so this was the cheapest cut of meat. Yeah. Like it was a huge pork. It was two people. It was a three person portion. We ate it with the two of us because we were both starving. Yeah. And I mean, Kurt's like, I'm going to go back and get someone, put them in the freezer for this summer. Oh gosh. They were so good. That's what I had at, uh, on Easter for John, John Whitley. He was pastrami cured and smoked a bunch of, but he did pork shoulders. But that's the thing is like, it's the cure and it's the whole thing. And you don't have to do anything with the brine. It's just you slow, low and slow. And I didn't think there was going to be enough fat in it to make it go. Oh, it was brisket. Yeah. Hello. I, it was amazing. Oh, nice. I but told that's him, it. I'm like, quick, go back and get more for the summer. Cause when we have to feed a lot of people up at the cabin. Yeah. This would be perfect. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So comfort is like where it is, man. And keep eating. And it's when someone cooks for you. It does. That's really the truth. This one said, I don't have that. All right. Well, be right back. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Steph Hansen. We are here, you guys. We're sorry we weren't here last week. Yeah. But- Things happen. Things happen. But I'm glad you guys, I'm actually glad we got some notes because that means that somebody's listening. Yes, and I always like to know did. that. <laughs> and if you're looking for the podcast ever and you're having a hard time with it, I don't know why. Sometimes the MyTalk app has it. Sometimes it doesn't, I guess. You can always find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Play and anywhere you find your podcast. So we appreciate the notes, but yeah. we don't control all the stuff. We try. So, uh, if you ever can't find something, let us know and just give us some time to get back to you. Yeah. Love it. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that are going on in the restaurant world. Because Please, because I, w- I had my two big <clears throat> reservations and I did neither. I know. No Suki and Mimi and no Asani-san. Oh, you San. didn't even get to do Suki and no, Mimi. I didn't realize nothing. that. Oh, Mm-mm. bummer. I'm going to I'm gonna regroup here. I'm probably going to give myself another week, but. Okay. Yeah, Sturdick well, Sidebar opened Cerdic again. Sidebar, didn't yep. Get that's there. in my top two. Um, so, okay, let's just talk a little bit about what's going on in town. So restaurants are, uh, 
you know, trying to operate and they're trying to open. 75% capacity. They're at 75%. They're supposed to still be doing the six foot social distancing, but I'm going to tell you, most of them aren't. And you're going to have to feel how you feel about that. Um, And uh, I think that there's a level of some of them have been told or there's some of the down. I'll I'll give you guys the scoopy rumor. Please. Is that by May, you know, at some point in in, in May, they're going to go to 100 percent. I've heard the same scoopy rumor. Right. I mean, that's just natural. I mean, what else would they would we do? Right. And that is a that is a thing for very. I mean, like what else? We're going to have to get there at some point. Right. So. Uh, most of the people are hoping that it happens soon, but a lot of them are also very worried about it because of the fact that they can't, they can't open hundred percent and they can't open at, uh, for full hours because they can't find people to work. Why is this? Because I'm hearing the same thing that there right. are just no employees. There's a huge labor shortage, uh, that's happening right now. And, um, I think the funny thing was the interesting thing was there was a labor shortage, I think, before the pandemic, clearly. But uh, we talked about, you know, how hard it was to find cooks and everything else. But now it's a lot more than just cooks. And the prevailing theory is you're going to hear a couple things out there. One, of course, everyone, you know, the people who are uh, the first thing that they're going to tell you is that, well, people are sitting home on unemployment and they don't want to work. And I think there was a national I think there was like a fast food chain that put a sign up that said, please be patient with us because people don't want to work. Nobody wants to work anymore. And it's like there is. I'm going to just be honest and say, while I don't subscribe to that theory, I do think for some people that maybe were, you know, three day a weekers or working lunches, not dinners. You know, I know some people that have told me it makes more sense for me to take the unemployment than to work. And I'm still a little scared about covid. So. I'm just going to take the unemployment. For yeah, now. I don't. And I don't. Let me be clear about this. Whether or not someone wants to stay or get paid better to stay home. You're not judging that. I'm not judging that. Yeah. It's and just in fact, a factual yeah, of where we're at today. One. Well, and beyond that, that idea. Think about that. If any of us in our little, you know, hey, I can work from home or I can do my little job in our white working in class. Our, yes. Or working white collar, blue collar jobs, whatever. No, white collar jobs. Sorry. That's it. White, <laughs> white collar jobs, white privilege jobs. There was a lot there. There was a lot there. But think about it. If any of us in our little let's pretend I was an IT professional who uh, was making $50,000 a year and I could work from home. But let's pretend that some way the pandemic was spreading was through computers and they shut down my job. But then they said, you know what? We understand this is not your fault and everything else. So the government's going to give you $60,000 to, to sit stay here. Home. Are you telling me <laughs> that any of us would be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to that 50000 where I was also just working my butt off and stressed out all the time. And are you telling me that you would do that? No. No, you wouldn't. So why are we expecting it that these hourly workers who work hard, hard jobs on their feet that they should give up this money to come back and do this? I I get it. The other side of it is let's be clear about what that is like to work in a job where you kind of don't really love it, but you have to do it to survive. Like the idea of I will tell you that I had talked to someone this week who said, I came back to work in a kitchen, you know, after a while and um, and I kind of was kind of sitting there going like, am I really doing this again? You know, and then like all of a sudden feeling like there's all that pressure again and all that stress and their sous chef yelled at them and called them an effing idiot and said, you need to walk faster. You need to do this. And this person is sitting here going, 
What am I, why I haven't had to deal with this for how many months now? And now I'm coming back into this. Why am I doing this? Well, and I think we're evaluating life choices in general. Like you and I have talked about exercising and our bodies changing and how like maybe the pandemic has shifted a lot of things for us. Yes. But this is weird. We are. Why are we moralizing restaurant workers this way? I don't know. And it seems like I feel like this poor industry, you know, I love it the most. And I feel like everyone decides what it's supposed to be who doesn't work in it, who doesn't know it, but because they access it every day or can, that they decide what the moralities around it are. And they decide what the worker should be feeling and what the owner should be feeling and all of this. And it's really hard. It's really more complex than they are lazy and want to sit on their unemployment. And so I would, that's the first thing for me. The second thing is understand that your restaurateurs do want to open and they do want to bring people back. But if they don't have the manpower, it's not going to be as easy. And they can't open like you're if you're standing in line, you know, for a salad, uh, you know, at a fast food place or whatever. And you see that your favorite restaurant is still closed on like a Monday afternoon. And you're like, damn it. Why aren't they open? I really want I'm looking for somewhere for lunch on a Monday and you can't find anything. And you're you're kind of angry about that. That's ridiculous. They can't open because there's nobody to help them work. And that, like John or is his name John Puckett from Punch Pizza? He had something interesting. He raised his minimum wage to fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, John, I am glad you did because that's great for everybody. But also, like, yeah, you're competing with Instacart, you're competing with Target, you're competing with Walgreens, CVS, who are having to pay fifteen dollars an hour because they're trying to stay competitive in the labor pool. And those jobs, those frontline workers, were the ones who showed up for them and gave them record earnings. You know, maybe we need to just pay more. And does that mean we're going to have to pay more at restaurants? Yes, yes it does. Does that mean meat is going to cost more? Yes, it does. Yes. Well, and I'll tell you this, the the actual food plants like are having this same problem. So if the problem is that there's no workers to like process the food and to get it out and shipped and everything else, everything is going to start climbing. And I think it'll be inflationary, but we haven't had inflation in food for a long time. I know. Well, and I do think you need to get ready. You need to get ready for a $20 burger. And that's that. Like, and that's maybe like a minimum. We treated food like a commodity. I know. We treated that experience like we were the guest and that was the end of the road. Well, you to know, be quite like, honest, like even you with your brisket story and like championing the fact that it was four ninety nine or whatever, like that's a mentality I think we have to move away from. Probably. You know? Probably. Like, it can't be about like, wow, this is so cheap. It's, it's great because it's cheap. Like, but maybe also like... Because I would have, well, Kurt bought it. I would have never bought that cut. But Kurt did because he was looking, he's he's swayed by like yeah. deals and specials. And like he'll go to Cub and then he'll drive over to somewhere else because they have five peppers really? for $5. Yeah. So, you know, he's that shopper and that's okay. Like yeah, there's yeah. always going to be specials and loss leaders. Yeah. And-, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to rip on the thrifty. I for sure think that that's important and it's going to be more important to be thrifty when you are going for, I'm just saying that we have to have our expectations in it. Like you can't get angry because, uh, you know, chicken, Kung Pao chicken costs $20. Well, we you were in California that. and gas was four eighty five a gallon. Oh, God. And Kurt, I was, he was like, he was like, did you see the how much it is for and at home it was like it's what 225 yeah and i'm sure a lot of that was state taxes cuz california has a lot of tax in there but i was like yeah well it's going to be 4 dollars here before too long you know when we're starting to pay for all these things that we have to pay for yeah infrastructure it's, and but so the workers whole, yeah there's a lot of things that are that this is the complexity of it you know and that's why there is no simple answer and what i would say that when you come down to it i would say that that idea of hospitality 
and and creating that that level of care and welcome and understanding that you expect from someone at um, the restaurant that you're going to, that you're so excited to go back and visit, just remember to extend that back. And I wonder if, like Kurt and I have been talking about, oh, I have not been, well, okay, I had one beer in a VFW, inside. That's been my extent of inside dining since the pandemic. Okay. That's the all I've done. Okay. We've talked about like we were eating out or I was eating out five days a week. Will I do that again? Will I maybe go two days a week and pay more and make it more of an experience of a place that I'm really excited to revisit? Like, let's just say Jones in the Park that I haven't been at in a while. And then maybe I'll cut out the burger run or the takeout that I would grab. You know? I'm going to be honest. You're not. <laughs> You guys, I'm going to be honest. Let Hanson's coming back. She's she coming just back. She doesn't know it yet because she can't walk. Nope, nope. I, you have been slowed down, but even <laughs> you talking about potential state fair things, you're like, yeah, we're going to go every day. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that's fine. But like, I, I think most people, what I have been seeing out there is that everybody's ready. And the minute that we're going to be able to get out there without our masks on, it's open season. Yeah. People are going back. I think that I think that you've been pent up for so long and that you I think the things that you're not going to do are the things you don't want to do. But that's not eating and dining with you. Like, no, I think that's not. you're going to want to go and celebrate. And the minute you start to feel good and celebrate, you're going to want to be you're going to want more of it. Do you have any interest in buying clothes? Oh, no, that's the worst part. Like I had to <laughs> I had to put mascara on yeah. and I had two tubes of dried up drizzle that I couldn't even yeah. re-wet. It was yeah. so gross. Like yeah. I've had to rebuy sure. makeup. Sure. There was a there was a, a I think a New Yorker cartoon with a woman standing in front of her closet with a cup of coffee saying, just wanted to come and check in on you and see how you were doing. <laughs> yeah. you like know? everything looks ugly yeah. and dated oh, yeah. and the shoes. Oh, like I know. I know. Yeah, except for I just want to wear I just want to wear leggings and sneakers and sandals and flip flops. Yep, that's it. All right, you guys. So there you go. There's a little bit of some of the idea of what's happening in the world of restaurants. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So give us a call 651-641-1071 if you want to weigh in or ask us any questions. And we're curious if people like Stephanie was like are people are still scared. People are not doing things. People are it's slower to yeah. burn. There's a psychological lasting effect. Yeah, the CDC said you can now don't have to wear masks outside and I have read many people being like, well, that's ridiculous. You're like, no, no, it's true. You just have to let go of your fears a little bit on this one. So, all right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's this Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Give us a call. 651-641-1071. If you want to give us a call, you want to let us know what's up, you can throw stuff up on the Twitters, uh, on the Facebooks. We do have a question. We have Brian on the line. Hey, I love the... New, new open. And Yay! New one too. So I uh, had my second Moderna shot on April 8th, so I'm good to go. It's more than two weeks later. Okay, Brian, well done. And this morning I had oatmeal with little pieces of brie. Oh. My comfort food. Lucky. Wow, that's like porridge. I love that. That's like, that's elite comfort food, Brian. All right. Good to have you back. Oh, thanks, friend. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Someone had asked about the brisket. So basically, corned beef brisket. Uh, we rubbed it with some spices. Slow, low, and slow. Two seventy five. Five hours. Opened it up. Put a barbecue sauce. Rubbed it on there. Covered it back up. Another hour. Ate it. That's the recipe. There yeah. is no recipe. There's no recipe. It, it's, it's it's a, a slow rub. and low. And yep. you remember, if you want to think about those kind of 
those connective tissue sort of beefy things. Those, you know, they. The, All I can think about is my hip and my body as sorry, you're talking about connective tissues not, and my bulging disc. I suppose. I suppose that's gross. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I promise I won't eat you when you die. <laughs> I won't braise you. I promise I won't braise you. I'd be so good though. I, I don't know. I don't know. You might be. You might be old and ten tough. I could be mutton. You could be mutton. You could be mutton. My God. Uh, but any of those other cuts, you know, that are sort of, uh, you know, the bigger, cheaper cuts is what they use. I mean, that was the whole point is like you have to learn to braise them or cook them slow and low so that they loosen and relax so that then. Which is what I'm working on with working exercises, with loosening and relaxing. <laughs> Oh my god! I did see on Instagram the grocer's table has a feature this weekend that is a fried crab sandwich. Um, yes. Hello, friends. Is that what you're into? You're up for that? I that was what I ate in Florida when we were traveling. I yeah. can't wait. I'm yes, I'm into a whole fried crab sandwich. Well, Giant Baby's working on I think Sunday and Monday. So oh, okay, I know, may if see you, him if you see him. You won't see him. Although if you go by the window, you see him. So. By the way, the Giant Baby is going to college. Um, Can by we the just? Way. My gra- my kids graduating from college this year. Yeah, your kids going to college the last this year. Kid is going to college. Let's You're be clear. Be an empty nester. Well, and then my daughter's having a baby in July, so I'm really got and like a grandma. I got like a month, yo. I got a month of yo of like I don't even have a month. No, I don't because like he graduates from college. He still lives with me until he goes in August. But the kids. Baby's being born in July. But it's different to have a grandbaby than no, someone who counts on you for their every meal. No, oh my God, I hope so. <laughs> Do that. I don't have the plumbing anymore. Okay, David is on the line. Hey, David. Hey there, girls. How are you Hi. doing? Hey, I just don't really have a question, but I got a couple comments. Keep it up. First of all, I love the new opening. Yay! It made me so happy. It's just fun. It's joyful. Oh, good. It made me smile. Oh, good. So, Thank you, awesome. Tomato Mains. Love it. Good. The other thing is, I was just going to mention about the labor shortage situation. Yeah. Um, I, w- I work in a different industry, which is a delivery industry. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Okay. And we are also experiencing really tough labor shortage. You are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems to be, I have friends in retail as well. Yeah. Uh, similar stories all around. So it's not just the restaurants, but there is something larger at play. It seems to be kind of industry wide. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's those jobs. And I think. I think, again, it's the minimum wage. And yeah. it's also the psychological fear of people going back into settings where they're encountering people that More are people. outside of their homes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just wonder how many people in this in this sort of money bracket too in this level are getting um, vaccines like themselves, mm-hmm. are they, you know, David, do you know, are you and your friends and not to put it on the spot? Uh, you can say you don't want to answer. Well, no, I, I'm, oh, I'm a hundred percent vaccine. Yeah. I get my second one in a week or so, but, um, I do know just in conversations, there's quite a few that are choosing not to, yeah. and you know, I, I shame them. I, good for you, but, David. We support that. <laughs> but, you know, I do. Yeah, I think that's a part, too. Okay, good. Thank you for your feedback, Thanks, David. David. Appreciate it. We also have Anne on the line. Anne, do you have some comments? No, I have a question. Okay. I, I just, I mean, getting back to kind of what you were just saying, I just want a cocktail. I want somebody else to make me a cocktail. <laughs> Boy, you're not I, alone, friend. Girlfriend. I know. And I'm aware that next Saturday is Kentucky Derby Day. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if y'all can tell me a good place to go for a 
mint julep. Oh, my God. It's too bad that the butcher and the boar isn't open yet because I got to tell you, that was my favorite mint julep of all time. But uh-huh. I, I will tell you that uh, most of the... I would say that the, my favorite place would probably be Handsome Hog. I'm sure that they're going to do a killer mint julep. For the best derby party, I mean, Betty Dangers is throwing a derby party again. <gasps> I know. And it is going to be a lot smaller, so you may want to check out tickets today and see if they're still there. But, like, I mean, my God, Betty Dangers does it up for They call it the Derbutante party, and they just, I mean, they go all out. And it's all hats. It's all dresses. It's all fun. I guarantee you, too. Cerdic sidebar could make you a mint julep. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Anne. Keep on keeping on. All right. I the love derby. That. Fun. I can't believe that it's already derby time. Who remembered that? I mean, all the things that have just come and gone. It's Mother's Day coming up. What? Yes, we're going to talk about oh, that in the God. second hour and give I you know. some ideas. I, actually, I did the I did the takeout kits on Fox Nine yesterday, and I was like, "Here's one thing I love is I love the fact that there's some teas." Oh, I was going to mention Are you that. Talk so about don't those? steal okay, my thunder. I'm not going to take your thunder. That's for sure. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you guys want to weigh Someone in, someone asked tell us. me a question on Instagram, and I was like, "Okay, people, we got to slow our roll." She's like, "We are really looking forward to doing a food tour. I've got some friends coming in Memorial Day weekend, and we want to do like a food tour or uh, uh, some kind of a walking tour." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> we need to just slow our roll. We're not back to where we were." Well, we're, lab- we're moving in a direction, yeah. But nobody's doing food tour planning right now with large groups, no. Because these places are just even getting open, yeah. And you can't. A lot of them, the reservation way that you know their patios are getting open, and everything else, but they're still requiring you know reservations yes. and everything else, and so it's harder to. And you can do some places have walk up reservations for sure, but it's not. It's, it's not, not like, like you're going to be in a group in. of 30 people walking yeah. down the street and go to five separate a joints. Food and food tour. Yeah. yeah. We're just not there yet. No. No. And I mean, you can, I would almost say, yeah, that's, I don't even, I can't even rub my head I know. That, I know. Point, We're so. just, and like live music, First Avenue is just starting to book some things. Um, we heard music in the zoo is moving to Canterbury Park and will be a limited series and you know, things are just slow and go because of yeah. regulations still. Right. But I do think, and that's, I've been getting a lot of questions about graduation parties. And like we we're saying, I don't think I ever finished. Like Jake's going to University of Puget Sound. And so uh, we we're talking about celebrating for that kind of, you know, those graduation parties. And I think outdoor, I mean, my graduation party, his is going to be outdoors for yep. sure. And that's, so we are planning for that. And there are, you know, we're talking to food trucks and we're thinking about those kind of things. But, you know, those again, those are the perfect situation where it's kind of like a lot of people come and go. Like an open house is way better than. What's the rule of how many you can have in-person dining? Is it six, eight or ten? You have to. There's supposed to be six tops. They're supposed to be your max for at the table. Um, Okay, we have Tara on the. uh, Oh, we'll take Tara when we come back. Oh, yeah. We'll actually we'll take her. We'll take you guys when we come back. Stay tuned for the second hour and the cool new opener. If you miss it on the first, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by Hornitos.